0: Before you meet your maker, Mr. Smith, do you have any last words?
1: I'm Lou Paloma.
0: Blow me. Welcome to My Bleeding Ears. This is episode number 55. And we've got a lot to talk about today, plus our movie of the week. Uh, let's get started here. Uh, with me, as always, is Jesslyn my co-host. Hello, everyone. Um, it's just us this week. We will have some more guest stars going on throughout the rest of December. Mm-hmm. But, uh, seeing as we've seen a lot lately, it would probably best if it was just us two, because I'm sure a lot of the people we would invite probably wouldn't have seen these movies or, or been up to speed but, uh, and a few of these films I haven't seen, so Jessalyn will take the reins on it a bit more than I will, and uh, she'll go through it a bit more, and I'll ask a few questions, and, and let's get this started. Let's All do right. us uh, One of the new movies on uh, Amazon is called Chappaquiddick. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a depiction of Ted Kennedy's involvement in the fatal 1969 car accident that claims the life of a young campaign strategist, Mary Jo Kopenki.
1: Kopechny, I think? It's actually available on Netflix. Sorry, typo.
0: Netflix, I'm On sorry. Netflix. <clears throat> no,
1: you don't apologize because I wrote
0: him. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, what did you think of this movie?
1: I liked the movie. I mean it's it's the caliber of acting is excellent. It's Jason Clark plays Ted Kennedy. I, I wanna add right here that when I saw the trailer for Pet Cemetery, I complained that he sounded like he was from Nashville and not from New England. And it's very important that there's a New England accent. So obviously as Ted Kennedy, he's gotta have that same accent. And just listening to him, I decided the New England accent is really hard. He's Australian, to yeah. help you guys out. And he's not bad at it, but there are some things that he says where I'm like, that's not right, but I don't think I could do it either. Right. Well, he's an actor,
0: though. <laughs> yeah. He should be able to do it.
1: Yeah, but, so, no, I'm giving him the, I'm giving him the benefit here. Uh, New England accents are hard. So do I wanted to say that.
0: Do you think it would have been better if they would just would have cast someone from New England?
1: Maybe, but I'm really glad that they cast Jason Clark. I mean, he's excellent. Okay. He does a great job of, well, he makes Ted Kennedy sympathetic. So he, what happens is he was driving drunk. He drove the wrong way, and he drove out onto this pier, and he crashes off the side of the pier. The car flips into this, like, pond at Martha's Vineyard at Chapquitic. Um and it, it doesn't sink all the way to the bottom because it's just a pond. It's a pretty shallow pond. So he manages to get out of there. Meanwhile, Mary Jo is stuck in that car for, I don't know, nobody really knows how long because it took him nine hours to report the crime. <laughs> I said, oh my God, probably about 50 times when I watched this movie. Not that I sort of knew the story, but oh my God. So it, it looks like it takes her hours to finally drown and she's like panicking and he has left. Um, I forgot where I was going with that. Oh, so he does manage to make the Ted Kennedy look sympathetic, but also there are parts where you're just like, Ted, what the fuck, man? What is the matter with you? And there are a lot of people around him who are kind of the same, saying the same thing, including Clancy Brown.
0: Oh, Clancy motherfucking um, Brown.
1: Yep. Ed Helms, who's great in this. I think he should do more serious stuff, and I feel like Ed Helms felt the same way, and that way. He did this movie. He's really good in this. Jim Gaffigan, in the first scene, I didn't even recognize him. I recognized sort of his body type, and I saw his name in the credits and was like, well, that must be him. But he he looks, he's wearing these big glasses, and his hair's all slicked back. And,
0: Looking very pasty, sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, I was like, <laughs> yeah. that must
1: be Jim Gaffigan, but he's really good in this. Uh, so I enjoyed it. It's a definite watch. Um... It's a bummer. <laughs> it's really it makes me sad about politicians and about rich white men and how they can just do anything, anything, and nothing bad happens to them.
0: Especially back then, too. Yeah, especially in the
1: sixties, right?
0: Uh, we also checked out the last, uh, well, not last two, but Child's Play two and three. Mm-hmm. I like the first one. Uh, I mean, I like the second one of the two, three of two and three. Yeah. Uh, part three isn't that good. It's. Pretty ridiculous. Even though Child's Play movies are ridiculous, this one just, it was just going down from there. Yeah. And i, I the, the first one's got some pretty recognizable actors in it. you got um, Jenny Agutter, who's from American Werewolf in London.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Garrett Graham, <laughs> Bud the Chud, and he's been right. in tons of other stuff.
1: Yes.
0: Uh, Terror Vision. And Brad Dorf, of course, does The Voice. Mm-hmm so you have some pretty decent actors to to hang all the your uh, acting on i guess uh and it was was, it's it's funny it's a funny movie especially the scene where chucky goes to visit uh alex at school and he 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 colors uh i guess uh, all the students had to color these pictures and, and turn them in and I guess Chucky gets a hold of Alex's paper and just, like, colors everything yellow and says, fuck you, bitch, on it. And the teacher gets mad. And the teacher is the woman from, like, uh, the Sparkle Motion. Beth and Grant. Beth yeah. Grant. <clears throat> from uh, Dining Taco. Yeah. The same role, you know, pretty much.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's enjoyable. You know, I think three is fine, too. It's nothing special. but no. it, it doesn't piss me off.
0: No, but they also didn't really bring anything new.
1: No, I agree.
0: You watched the series, uh, the the new Sabrina, the Teenage Witch series. Yeah. How would you like it?
1: I hoped it would be maybe a new Buffy, and maybe for a generation of women, it is. But a generation of people, excuse me, maybe mm-hmm. for a generation of people, it is. Maybe I'm too old. It, it's fine. Um, I don't have to, <laughs> have a lot to say about it, Lucy Davis is in it. She plays Hilda, one of her aunts. Uh, I did learn, which I guess I should have known, but Sabrina is a comic from all the way back in the 50s. Yeah. It's a spinoff of Riverdale, right. which I didn't... I mean, I knew, I knew of that, but I didn't know it was that old. Yeah, I
0: thought... You know, personally, I thought it started with uh, the uh, Melissa Joan Hart show. Sit-con. That's what I thought. Right.
1: No, no, no. It's much, much older than that. So they do make a little... Um, there is a show called Riverdale, and it's a lot darker than the comic, And I have watched it, and it's not good, but I'm going to watch the whole thing. (laughs) One of those kind of shows. I'm still having fun. Um, So, uh, yeah, it's fine. I'm probably going to keep going if there's a second season. The ending is interesting. Lucy Davis is good as Hilda, and...
0: Miranda Otto's in there, too.
1: Miranda Otto is...
0: Zelda.
1: Yes, is Zelda. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And there was a, a piece of news from the, the Satanic Temple or the Satanic Church, wherever they're called. There's two different kinds. Well, I'm sure there's different uh, churches of Satan out there, and not just the two. But one of them had a problem with them using the image of Baphomet in yes. the show, and they sued Netflix, and then they settled out of court, actually. Oh,
1: wow. There, Did that were. just happen recently? Or? Just uh,
0: probably a few weeks ago, I think. Oh, okay. So, uh,
1: That's, yeah. When you told me about that, I thought... Oh, well, at first I thought, well, he's not Baphomet—that's his name. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, he's not necessarily portrayed as evil. But then they really start making a lot of parallels from this to this uh, school to Catholicism, mm-hmm. and then I started to think, well, Catholicism's pretty evil. Mm-hmm. Right. So I guess I see this guy's point. I understand why he right. wouldn't want Baphomet in that in that show portrayed that way. So yeah,
0: <clears throat> oh, good for them. Then we saw uh, this movie, Dead End. It's a movie I kind of passed up a lot. Uh, I've seen it on sites, and I've seen the DVD, and I just never just never watched it. Uh, it's from 2003, and it's on Tubi TV. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> yeah. one of those little uh, free movie sites that you can get on Apple TV or whatever you have, or your Fire Stick. And, of course, they play commercials throughout the movie, mm-hmm. which is... Fine, it's not that. You're getting movies for free, so who really cares that much? Uh, it's directed by Jean Baptiste Andrea and Fabrice Canapa. and we have Ray Wise is our mm-hmm. one of our lead characters along with Lynn Shea. Of course, she pops up again in our show once you know she,
1: she, she does, She's always around. She's
0: always around. Show, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was pretty.
1: Pretty decent movie. I I, okay. I, I liked yeah. it. You know,
0: it was mm, I kind of figured everything out in the first maybe twenty twenty five minutes. Yeah, but you know, it, it it did its job.
1: Yeah, and I like the story <clears throat> of the lady in white. I was telling Larry that it's one of the tales to stories to read in the dark that did scare me when I was little.
0: Yeah, it's yeah exactly. It's it's not the greatest, not the worst. It's kind of like right in the middle. I like Ray Wise. I've liked him since RoboCop, where he plays one of the bad guys in RoboCop, so Mm -hmm. it's always cool to see him pop up every once in a while in movies.
1: And I like Alexandra Holden. I don't think you know who that is, but she's from, she plays the anorexic girl in Drop Dead Gorgeous. Man, that probably doesn't hold up anymore, but when I think about it, it does make me giggle a little bit. It's definitely anti-anorexia, but uh, she makes me giggle in that. She's in Friends. That's probably what most people know her. Uh, from, she dates Ross when he's a college professor and she is in college, uh-huh. which is what started reminding me that Ross is actually the worst. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, you're yeah. kind of finding
0: out that all these people are the worst yeah. in the shows you used to like.
1: Mm-hmm. Especially Ross. Ross. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I always enjoy her. And then I didn't really know anybody else. Yeah, the me either. Lady in White was in uh, Amber Smith from the from the... Like, box art that I saw on IMDb, it looks like she did a lot of softcore porn, but I don't know. Maybe I'm misreading that box art.
0: Mm-hmm, all right. Yeah. Do you know the names of any of the movies? No, or no? I don't remember.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: next, we watched Home Alone, mm-hmm. which I still find pretty funny. I it's, do, too. It's a pretty good movie. But then we watched Home Alone 2, and we are like, why?
1: <sighs> I hate it. I didn't realize <clears throat> I hated it until we just watched it again.
0: Is it like a hate as much as I hate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Part 2?
1: Well, why do you hate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Part 2?
0: Because it's... it's... bad. (laughs) And, well, um, like, the the action is really horrible in that movie. They cut down on the action and the the weapon usage. If you watch the film, like, the fight scenes are very short and it just doesn't hold up. And it's just... it really was... of course it was to sell more toys. That's okay. with every Star Wars movie too, but it, it just—it just watch it again and with the Ninja Rap and everything. Yeah, it's oh it,
1: yeah for sure. It, it, yeah, do well, uh, I don't think that's mm. why I hate Home Alone two. I hate yeah. Home Alone two because it's a carbon copy of the first one. It's definitely uh-huh. just designed to make money, right? Uh, even down to some of the lines are the same. It's almost like a shot for shot remake. When they realize that they left him at home, uh, oh my god, Kevin! And then they realize that. He's not on the plane in this one. Oh, Kevin. I don't know. It's exactly the same, only he's in New York.
0: So why? I do
1: believe most sequels are unnecessary, but especially this one.
0: I I agree with you on that, too. Uh, Next we saw... Well, of course these aren't in chronological. Uh, A few days ago we watched Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. The first one I like, the second one is awful, and this one I believe is just as bad. Uh, I'm going to let you take the reins on this one, and tell just tell me what you think about the lead actor, or lead actress in this movie. Okay, <clears throat> so
1: I'll read the synopsis. A comatose Ricky Caldwell, from the first and second one, reawakens and begins to stalk a blind woman with whom he shares a psychic connection. So she's been seeing a doctor because she's having these dreams and visions... Right, I feel like I blocked a lot of it. Yeah, right. I don't think you. It's yeah, I don't even so think you bad. watched it. <laughs> you know? Her acting is so painfully bad; it caused me physical pain. I'm still sore.
0: She's well. She's a blind kind of psychic. She has psychic powers, and the doctor that she's seeing wants her to to be able to psychically connect. With Ricky Caldwell.
1: Right, that's it.
0: And she starts to see what he saw when he saw his mother get murdered by Santa Claus and then all of a sudden, you know, Ricky Caldwell wakes up. He's played by Bill Mosley this Moseley, time. yeah. And I thought, you know, that'd bring a little bit to this movie and, and it didn't really. No,
1: even Bill mm. Mosley is boring. Yeah,
0: he's boring. Even though, like, half of his head is missing and his <laughs> brain is in, like, this dome with some juice in it. <laughs> because he got his head blown off, I believe, in the last one. Right. So, so he's going around just knocking people off, left and right, and and he's moving slow as hell. And I'm just thinking to myself, why can't you just grab this dude with a dome head and just shake him a little? And I'm sure his brain would be fried by then. <laughs> there's, like, in the suspenseful scenes, there's no music.
1: Yeah, it's distracting it there's is. No, that there's no music.
0: And, yeah, the main girl is really bad in this movie. She was in that uh, uh, Vanilla Ice movie, Cool as Ice.
1: Yeah, I didn't even get that she was blind for, like, the first half hour of the movie. (laughs) So bad. And the director decides to do a lot of close-ups, like long close-ups of her face, which, no mistake. She's very beautiful. Uh But when she tries to emote, it just causes me physical pain. It's so bad.
0: And this is one of the times in a movie, too, where the blind person isn't wearing glasses, where you can really hide that look in their eyes. Yeah. To where their eyes should be focusing as, you know, they can't see. She's kind of looking around sometimes, too. It it is a bit distracting Uh and takes you out of the movie. And then no music and during some of those suspenseful scenes. <clears throat> and her brother, who yeah. he's like the goofiest guy and he Oh god, it's bad. <clears throat> <laughs>
1: it's so, bad.
0: Yeah. But we're gonna watch four and five, I believe, on Christmas, so we'll let you know how how good those are Yeah. Or how bad they are.
1: Have you seen four and five? No, I
0: haven't. All right. The fourth one is I forgot the, the subtitle, but I think the the fifth one is called the Toymaker and it has like nothing to do with the rest of them.
1: Yeah, so. that I was curious about that one. So I'm
0: looking forward to that one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> We finally saw Solo. Finally. I liked it. And oh. it, it got shit on and directors were replaced. But I I liked it, man.
1: I liked it, too. I thought
0: it was good fun. I think people took it a little too seriously.
1: I, you know, I like Star Wars. I don't love Star Wars. I'm not right. like a fanboy. <clears throat> so... If a movie's fine, it's probably... Okay, I was like, okay, well, if she can use the Force now, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I liked it. I thought Alden eh- Ehrenreich...
0: Ehrenreich? Ehrenreich yeah.
1: was a great solo. It He was doing such a good Harrison Ford that it made me just kind of miss Harrison Ford.
0: I think that's probably what a but, lot of people felt.
1: Yeah, but it was a great Harrison Ford. I was entertained. It was good. Yeah,
0: everyone did a fine job. Woody was fine. Amelia Clark was fine.
1: Yeah. Donald Glover was a good Lando Calrissian. One thing that bugged me, I said this to you, um, everybody was up, not up in arms, but excited about the fact that Lando Calrissian was pansexual because he was sexually attracted to a robot. And everybody made such a big deal about that when the movie came out. And I hadn't seen the movie. And that's like, I only saw the movie. There's a scene where Chewbacca meets other. Wookiees and they're in battle and it seems like he knows at least one of them and it's this really heart-wrenching scene where he could go with them or he could go with Han Solo and the Wookiees saying, come with me, come with me and Chewbacca's like, no, you come with me, come with me Mm -hmm. and then instead they just like touch heads and really? run away from each other and i cried not yeah. that that's hard to make me do but it's a really moving scene and like right. talk about that scene it's like a throwaway line that lando calrissian wants to yeah. get it on with this robot who cares
0: yeah i, I really love that Wookiee scene too so it was good cool. yeah how he picked his friendship with han you know to over everything else i thought that was a cool little thing agreed the brothers
1: Oh, I don't know, he's pansexual. Cool. Yay, all right, wonderful. <laughs> awesome.
0: Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I like And <laughs> hey, you saw Stars Born. I did. And?
1: It's exactly what I expected it to be. But it's got a really great soundtrack. Just before I walked in here, I was singing one of the songs from it. Lady Gaga has earworms, and this is no exception. Um, Bradley Cooper is excellent. Uh, I didn't know that he could sing. <laughs> I um you know you meet bradley cooper and you're like oh he's really handsome and then you discover that he can speak french and he
0: then uh, he took his shirt off one time and well, he's all muscly yeah. yeah
1: and like he can sing and he can play the guitar and maybe the piano i don't know yeah. now. i think that bradley cooper can probably do anything <laughs> he can direct, and he can write and stop being so perfect bradley cooper please mm. Definitely. And it will absolutely destroy me if I find if he makes the news. If you know what I'm saying, he's probably gonna get nominated for an Oscar and that's usually when they fall.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I
1: really hope that doesn't happen to Bradley Cooper because right now he's he can do no wrong. He's perfect. He's wonderful in this. Lady Gaga also great in this. Look what I didn't notice even watching the movie, I didn't even suspect Andrew Dice Clay her dad. Oh, and I did it. Like, oh, he looks kind of familiar. I guess I don't know, but I don't know who that is. It's Andrew Dice Clay. And he's pretty good too. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a good movie. The they're like this is like the fifth a Star is Born. I do right. think they probably make the Jack character more sympathetic because he does start, you know, her stars outshining his, and he will get drunk and say shitty things to her, but ultimately he's pretty sympathetic. I'm um, okay. pretty supportive of her, so that's a nice change. But yeah, it's fine.
0: You also, oh, well, the Golden Globes were announced today.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I believe they were all nominated for *Stars Star is Born.
1: Yeah. I believe I director think so. also, too,
0: yeah. for uh, Bradley Cooper. Toni Collette was not nominated for best actress. Of course not. It's a travesty. I agree. Fuck you, Golden Globes, and the Academy, too. You all can go fuck yourself.
1: But that's not surprising.
0: It's not surprising, but at the same time, she deserves, at the very least, a nomination. I know this is a horror movie, and I know the uh, Golden Globes Academy, they all hate fucking horror and genre Mm -hmm. filmmaking. They'd rather just nominate people who wear prosthetics or play of someone uh, or it's based on a character or based on a real life person yeah
1: biopic so mm-hmm.
0: and that's what all nearly all the nominations go to anyway so whatever like i i don't even care anymore you, you drop the ball on that one she absolutely deserves that
1: yeah i absolutely <clears> agree <throat> um and when we get to the second movie the next movie before our movie of the week
0: which is, well, we have two last... more. Yeah, two uh, you saw Widows.
1: I saw Widows. Ugh. Speaking of Golden Globe snubs, Widows got zero
0: do Golden the... Globe nominations. Well, who do you think should have been nominated for this?
1: Uh, Viola Davis, uh, mm. Steve McQueen, maybe Gillian Flynn for the screenplay, and, or Steve McQueen for the screenplay. Uh, oh my god, Michelle Rodriguez? I've always thought Michelle Rodriguez was... I've always liked Michelle Rodriguez. There's nothing to dislike about Michelle Rodriguez. This is the best thing I have ever seen her do. And I'm afraid that she's not going to get any attention or acclaim for it at all. And it's too bad. She's incredible in this. Uh, Elizabeth Debicki? Is that how you say her name? Oh, yeah.
0: It's one of my new wives.
1: She's my favorite character. Oh, really? Her character arc is one of the best in this movie. And I feel like she's also going to get completely overlooked, Mm -hmm. which is just too bad.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of people in this movie. We have Liam Neeson, John Barenthal from Mm -hmm. The Walking Dead. You got um, Robert Duvall, Colin Farrell. uh, Daniel
1: Kaluuya, uh, Brian Tyree Henry.
0: Kevin J. O'Connor.
1: Kevin J. (laughs) O'Connor, who's also very good and will not get any attention for it. Lucas Haas pops up. Lucas Haas is in there. (laughs) Uh, Garrett Dillahunt is in there. Also very good. This is a great movie. And I'll admit, I saw the trailer in the theaters. I forget what I was going to see, but I think I was alone. And when I saw the trailer. No, you were with
0: me. Was I? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I saw the trailer and I said, give that all the Oscars. I don't even need to see it. (laughs) And I still kind of feel that way having seen it. Um, I think it's really good. There are some plot holes. I saw it with my dad and my mom, and he pointed out some plot holes, and I was like, no, shut up. I'm going to figure <laughs> out what these plot holes are. I'm going to tell you the answer to this. And I couldn't.
0: <laughs>
1: there are some plot holes, but there are also some really amazing long shots. I can't tell if you're going to like this movie at you know. Uh-huh. I feel like I built it up so much that you might not. So I want to stop talking about it with you.
0: I don't think you have.
1: You're you're gonna appreciate some of the long shots. Mm-hmm. They're just brilliant, and I always think of you when I see amazing long shots like that. It's a great film. It's a it's a heist movie, but there's also a twist because duh, Gillian Flynn wrote it. Oh yeah. Um, she wrote for those of you who don't know. She wrote a uh, uh, no, not The Girl on the Train. That's Paula Hawkins. She wrote Gone Girl.
0: Right, yeah, Yeah. and uh, what's that other one that came out? Dark Days or something like that. Uh,
1: Gone Girl, Dark Places, Places, and Sharp Objects. She wrote all three of those books. Okay, so So she's always the twist. Yeah,
0: she's she's making her money.
1: Yeah, so (laughs) she didn't. There is a novel. She didn't write the novel, but she did write the screenplay. Okay, so actually, I shouldn't give her credit for the twist. Sorry, Linda LaPlante should get credit for the twist, but uh, Gillian Flynn wrote the screenplay. It's really good. I'm really mad it didn't get nominated for anything, and it better win all the Oscars.
0: I don't think that's going to happen. No. So. <clears throat> stupid people yeah. watching stupid movies. <laughs> uh, and then this is the last movie. Uh, you saw Slender Man. I didn't see it. I didn't yeah. want to see this crap. Tell me about it, please.
1: In a small town in Massachusetts, a group of friends fascinated by the internet lore of the Slender Man attempt to prove that he doesn't actually exist until one of them mysteriously goes missing. It's available to rent on Amazon, so you guys, I paid for this. <laughs> it, it wasn't released in Wisconsin because of what happened. Um, the, there was a girl who was stabbed by two other girls. Um, Beware the Slender Man is the HBO documentary right, that's about yeah. that. That is really good. You should definitely watch it. And it's very sad. These girls are like 12, 13 years old. One of them turns out to have schizophrenia. The other one, I think, is psychopath.
0: Right, yeah.
1: Um, they should both be in mental hospitals, but I think they were both sentenced to prison. No,
0: I, I think they were sentenced to mel- we're, mental Mental health.
1: hospitals, that is absolutely where they should For be. For about 25 years, yeah. I believe. Uh, the, the girl didn't die. She lived. But it's still a horrible story. So Wisconsin decided not to release this movie in theaters because they thought it was insensitive. And I understand that. Um, but it's also really, 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 really bad. <laughs> Don't see this. I would usually say go see it, who cares But since it's kind of based on a true story That's very sad And that's why it wasn't released in Wisconsin Fuck this movie, don't see it <laughs>
0: <laughs> eh, oh, Okay, well I guess uh, we want... <laughs> Well good I'm, I'm, You know I'm happy I, you saw a bunch of these movies yeah. So I don't have to see them Mm-hmm. It was perfect. You're my, like, my critic that I can just go to every once in a while. Well, we
1: don't always agree, but you would agree with me about this. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, yeah, what's <laughs> what? PG-13, I think so, Slenderman yeah. movie. I'm sure there's so many different things you could have done with that.
1: Definitely. And PG-13 ratings don't stop me from see- seeing horror movies, but I usually don't like them. No. It's not always the case, but, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Our movie of the week is the 2014 Spanish film Shrews Nest, or as they call it there, Busarrañas, uh, which means shrews. It yes. doesn't mean shrews nest, just shrews. shrews. Not, mm-hmm. not a shrews nest. So I'm pretty sure that they named it Shrews Nest because something else in the United States was called Shrews.
1: Maybe, yeah. Or
0: Attack of the Shrews or something. So mm-hmm. they, they switched it up a little bit. Uh, Spain, 1950. Montse's agoraphobia keeps her locked in a sinister apartment in Madrid and her only link to reality is the little sister she lost her youth to raising. But one day, a reckless young neighbor, Carlos, falls down the stairwell and drags himself to the door. Perhaps he'll never leave. Uh, this is directed by, uh, you know, I might have a problem.
1: Juan- pronounce
0: Juanifer Andres yeah. and Esteban Royal. Mm-hmm. Uh, produced by, um, whatchamacallit, Alex de la Iglesia, who's, like, a big Spanish director. And he's done some English-language-speaking movies. I believe he's called, like, the the Spielberg of Spain. Oh, okay. And next month I'm actually gonna be doing one of his movies, uh, if I can get my hands on it. That's, it's one of his first films that he did. It's pretty unique. So, uh, look forward to that next month when we do that. Mm Uh, so... Monse, who is our main character in this film, is played by Macarena Gomez, mm-hmm. who we've talked about before when we did our Dagon episode. She mm-hmm. was like the uh, daughter of Dagon or something, and she really stuck out to me there because of her eyes were like, really kind of like big and... She's kind of like sweet and cute looking, and she was like a a squid in that movie. Or no, like an octopus.
1: You don't really find that out until later. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's got 97 credits, all Spanish. I didn't recognize anything, but I wanted to write that down because she's a big deal in Spain.
0: So is Hugo Silva. He plays Carlos. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I read that he's like a big character actor. Okay. And uh, Carolina Bang, who, um, she plays Alisa. I... I remember her because she is married, I believe, to Alex de la Iglesia. Oh. So um, she's a pretty big star now too in Spain. Everyone else, I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either.
1: But I wrote down their credits, especially the guy who plays the father, Luis Tosar. Hundred and five credits, total Holy big, shit. big deal in Spain. Yeah. Wow.
0: So um, this movie is kind of hard to to do because I figured this movie out in, like, the first five, ten minutes. Me too. Did you know, like, exactly what was going to happen? Because I was pretty close. I, like, figured it out.
1: Not exactly. Should we walk through it first, or should we just jump to the end?
0: Uh, well, let's just talk about little bits and pieces of it, because I don't want to give this movie away unless people want to watch it. I'm going to say I do recommend this movie through everything. Even though I've kind of seen it, and I knew it was going to happen but I still kind of wanted to watch more because I wanted to see how this is going to unfold and how this character of Monse is going to react to all these different things that's going to happen to her in her apartment pretty much what happens is yeah Monse um, can't leave the house we find out why um her one of her neighbors that she's never met hurt his leg uh coming down the stairs because he was drunk and she lets him in she starts taking care of him or at least she's saying she's taking care of him Mm -hmm. she may not really be taking care of him, and the the character of Carlos comes through, and he meets with um, Monse's sister, who, which I didn't believe was a sister from the very beginning of the movie, because oh, I, know, I know, definitely not, because I know Macarena Gomez and how old she is, and yeah. it, the ages really didn't add up. But I was giving the movie the benefit of the doubt, saying that she's been locked in her own apartment for so long that it's aged her. So I was like, right. okay, I'm going to go along with it. But then you kind of find out that's not the reason why.
1: She's two years older than we are. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, this movie is kind of like if you mixed Misery with maybe uh, Rear Window, maybe. Or, yeah. um But it's it's an interesting film, and I think people should watch it. Horror people or thriller or, or people who like thrillers are gonna get it pretty early on in the movie. Mm-hmm. If there's other movies like this, but they kind of join them together in a way.
1: But you're not gonna guess everything. You're not gonna <laughs> guess everything, no.
0: Because there's some there's some actually pretty cool scenes in this. Yeah. Uh, there's some good deaths in there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's pretty violent and it's pretty bloody, and it is. I didn't I expect I,
1: it. I laughed and clapped at one of the reveals that I'd done. Mm-hmm. Like this movie. Yes, we both guessed the ending, but there were some surprises. <laughs>
0: I think Macarena Gomez did a great job Wonderful. in this movie. She's yeah. very talented, and I'm happy she's she got a role like this. I really, no, it just really kind of pushed her, and and the violence in the movie too is is played off really well too. Mm-hmm. If you if you watch it, the sisters really, one sister is just turned 18, and she's being abused by Monse. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, if she's your sister, why don't you just leave? You know, I'm just, this movie's making, constantly making me think. It's like
1: a Stockholm Syndrome thing, I think. Right. I mean, that's what I got out of that, yeah.
0: um, What grade do you give this, even though you knew what was going to happen?
1: I think I give it an A-, because I knew what was going to happen. But I, Macarena Gomez, I understand why she's a big deal in Spain. She's amazing in this. Um, And I think the gore is really good Yes Macarena Gomez, Macarena Gomez A (laughs) minus
0: I'm gonna give it a B minus Actually It's It's really hard to do new things Especially in horror movies Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And especially for, for horror fans Because we've seen We think we've seen it all Of course we haven't seen it all But we keep seeing the same things over and over and over again like, uh, did the Halloween movies ever surprise you after part two? Of like,
1: course not. Like, no. Well, three, sort of. Three, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> Three. Oh, yeah. It was, it wasn't, yeah. No it's Michael so Myers, oh Michael the fuck, Myers yeah. Michael Myers is not in it, yeah. Everyone
0: freaked the fuck out for that. <laughs> <laughs> but when they but came no. back for part four yeah. and part five and six no. and all those other shitty sequels that they had, <laughs> you're, not, you're not surprising anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Child's Play movies, the same thing. Even though, you know, later on in the Child's Play movies, they got a bit crazier and they actually kind of changed it up a little bit you yeah know? Bride
1: of Chucky is nuts I've probably seen that one the most it's really fun and even
0: the later ones that just came out like the Cult of Chucky did mm-hmm. something new with it too they, yeah. they made it more about voodoo and stuff so and yeah. I kind of like that it was kind of cool you know they're they're finding new things to do not everything can do that but I'm happy that some do so it's, it's really hard to, to please me to give a movie like an A plus anymore it's really tough I if I hadn't seen any movie that any movies that were were like Shrew's Nest, then I'm sure I would have given it an A. At least an A. But with Macarena Gomez's great performance and the great performance by everyone, um I saw a lot of people were talking shit about the character of Carlos, where he, he just lies in bed and they said he was kind of flat in the movie, which I I mean I don't know if it was lost in translation with, you know, yeah. if I could tell me, I think he did a fine job.
1: I disagree. I think he's good in this. Yeah. I mean, he's on, he's like doped up on morphine for most of the movie. Right. He's right. he's acting like he's doped up on morphine. Yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this movie, I, I did like it and I'm happy I picked it. I I love foreign movies I, or foreign language speaking movies and I definitely did want to get into more of Alex de la Iglesia's films too mm-hmm. I mean he's just a producer on this one but still at the same time for him to to just produce and let someone else take the reins like uh, Guillermo del Toro did with The Orphanage you know yeah. you, you have these these uh, Latino filmmakers who are, are, are doing a great job now are, are directing their big budget movies but then again doing the small movie from their country or from a country that speaks their language and just to, to keep knocking it out of the park, even though they're not behind the, the camera.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but other than that, I really don't have all that much more to say about this than I think horror people should watch this and people in love with thrillers, um, action movies, I think People who love action movies should watch this too. There's some good action in it, Mm -hmm. and there's some good suspense. Unfortunately, I'm still going to give it a B minus just because I've kind of seen it before. But they did a really good job. You know, I'm bringing it up to a B. It's going to be a B, a solid B for me. All takes
1: place in this little apartment.
0: Ryan, you don't leave this apartment Mm -hmm. at all. You you are pretty much Monse. You're you're. She's in almost every scene except when there are scenes between. you don't get to know her sister's name. She, no, she's Lan- just called the girl.
1: Leninia, yeah. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and multiple people come to the apartment to. Um, she uh, Monse is a uh, dressmaker, so mm-hmm. people come by, and she gets her drugs from the this one uh, woman who gets dresses from her, or at least gets them fitted. Dona Puri. Don, yeah, Dona Puri. <laughs> she, um, her uh, husband is a doctor, so she, that's how she gets like the morphine for. Because Montse has trouble sleeping, and you kind of find out why she has trouble sleeping later on,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and she's very a very religious person too, and she kind of hides behind that in a way, and you figure out why this is called shrewsness, kind of in the like kind of in the middle of the movie because everyone our three main characters are all hiding from something, like the character of Carlos got drunk and hurt himself, but he was on his way out because he. Um, got this woman pregnant, and they were forcing him to marry this woman. And this takes place in the 1950s too in Spain. Right. If I didn't mention her earlier, so this is right after like World War II. And uh, Monse is saying um, her father disappeared after like during the war to go fight the war, but you figure out she's not exactly telling the truth
1: mm-hmm.
0: later on in the film, and it's a it's a pretty big reveal. So I'm not going to ruin it.
1: I'm glad you brought up. Well, I'm glad you talked about why it's called Shrew's Nest. Because when I saw it was called Shrew's Nest as a woman, I was immediately put off. Because oh. shrew is something that you call an older woman who hasn't been married. And someone's like, all right, here we go. But this isn't called Shrew's Nest because of that. Right. It's called Shrew's Nest because it's a metaphor for who these people are.
0: Right. And shrews typically hide. And right. They, these characters are all hiding. We have the, the Carlos who's hiding from marrying his wife. Exactly. We have uh, Monse who's hiding from... The whole world. <laughs> we have, and then we have um, La Nina, who is just hiding from Monse mm-hmm. for the most part. So.
1: Yeah, that's uh, a really good point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's really cool. And you get a little exposition from Carlos about that because he calls him Shrew. Well, he calls La Nina Shrew. And he's like, we're all shrews here. And, mm-hmm. and so it kind of just sets up the movie from there on out. There are. Let me see. I forgot my notebook. There are. One, Four kills in this movie?
1: Five. Usually There's five. Four, five. Mm-hmm. five
0: kills. Technically uh, five, yeah. <laughs> two breasts. Yes. Are <laughs> <Is laughs> you not
1: gonna walk through it? No, I'm not. I don't, All want, right, I don't fine. want
0: to I don't wanna cause Because in this movie you don't know what's gonna happen. And you don't well, you know what's gonna happen, but you don't know how it's gonna happen. Yes. And if I tell you how it's gonna happen, you might not want to watch this. As yeah. with other movies where I talk about like split second. Yeah, I'm talking about all these action parts, but you really want to see these action parts. Sure. If you do want to see a movie like that. Yeah, I'll say like, yeah, Rucker Hauer rips the heart out of an alien and shoots it with a gun. (laughs) But you really want to see that. But with these action scenes and these horror scenes, you want to be able to see them in real time and not have anyone for you. My
1: favorite one will surprise you, and I think it'll be your favorite one
0: too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You have anything else to say about this film?
1: No, not if we're not going to spoil it. Well, <laughs> I mean, I did write down stories like this are often told from the male perspective. Mm-hmm. So it's always refreshing. I mean, not always. Right. But there are plenty that are told from the female perspective. Um, the You know, sort of the female holding the male captive. Um, but this one does the best job, I think, of making that character sympathetic scary. Yes. And I'm going to say Macarena Gomez does the best job yes. of making this character scary. but Sympathetic.
0: Sympathetic too, yes. Yeah very great role for her. I mm-hmm. hope to see her in more and I would like to see her in American films at some point. I don't believe I've seen her too much.
1: I didn't recognize anything that she'd done, but she's done a lot.
0: Oh, good for her, yeah. man. Good for her. She's a Except great Diga, actor, obviously. Yeah, I've seen Daga. You know, I got to start checking out more of her movies yeah. and see uh what she's all about. Maybe she's not playing a agoraphobic religious nut.
1: I mean, she's good in Dagon, and, you know, she's so cute. And mm-hmm. I thought, oh, An yeah, she's fine. Yeah. She'll be fine in this, but she is brilliant in yes, this. Yes,
0: absolutely. Yeah. This is a definite check out from both of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Sorry I didn't go too much into it, because I would really like you guys to watch it and experience it in real time.
1: Did we say how you can watch it?
0: It is on Shudder.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I recommend Shudder. To get, it's pretty cheap, and with our uh, our uh, podcast group, the uh, Prescribed Films Podcast Network, that you can put in one of their codes and get Shutter for free the first month, I think. Oh, nice. So check them out, and you'll be able to get on Shutter for at least a month, and mm-hmm. I believe it's, what, five or ten bucks a month, and they they got a lot of cool horror movies. they got the Joe Bob Briggs celebrations on there. They have the His Marathon. They have his uh, Thanksgiving Marathon. And then they're going to have his Christmas Marathon coming on, too, which is happening the 21st of December, I believe.
1: That's what we should watch on Christmas Day. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) We're watching
0: that on Christmas Day, along with Silent Night, Deadly Night 4 and 5. (laughs) (laughs) And Black Christmas. Black Christmas and Die Hard.
1: Black Christmas, the remake. That's remake. the one we like. Sorry. Yeah, uh,
0: the first <laughs> one. I can understand why people like the first one, sure. but I like the second one. <laughs> more. And N- Not because it's good. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. <laughs> we
1: already did Black Christmas, the remake, in our podcast. Yeah. I just remember that. But,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back next week, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Check out some of our older ones. And I got a lot of good stuff coming up, man. We're going full steam ahead. Yeah. See you next time.
1: Thanks for listening.